Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hand. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, every day on the I Work For Him show, it's our desire to challenge the way you think about your faith at work. Today, we're talking about how lifestyle affects your marriage, your workplace, and it's all based on, as we do each and every Tuesday with Martha by my side, it's all based on daretobedifferent.com, the marriage mentoring process that we've been talking about for the last couple of years, and how this marriage mentoring process should be in every church around Tampa Bay because it is revolutionary in how it connects up a mentor couple with a mentee couple just connecting two-on-two encouragement for your marriage and as Martha and I spend every Tuesday on the air with my with the I work for him audience we focus on marital issues family issues issues we're regarding how your relationships at home impact your relationships at work and your ability to work now some of you may be thinking Jim, is it really you? Because you haven't been on the air in like 10 days. <laughs> but Martha and I did. We, we did what we've never done before. That's right. We started off on the 26th of May. Mm-hmm. And, and we took all the way off through yesterday, June the 1st. It was incredible. We did a staycation. We really thought we were going to go away. And we did a few projects at home, and those projects grew into other projects, and they grew into other projects. And then we decided, hey, now that the house is exactly the way we want it, let's just stay home and learn to relax. Yep. 
<laughs> That's all you can say? Yep. So we stayed home. And, and now I would also like it known to the audience that I uh, have now applied for a Husband of the Year award because one day last week I shopped from 10 in the morning until 7 o'clock at night. You did, and it was quite the... Uh record for you, I think. I am pretty sure that is the longest in 29 years of marriage that is the longest I've ever gone shopping with you. Yeah, and you did a good job. You survived. Good job. That's right. I, I did survive. It was, but we had a, we had a good time. We enjoyed just being off. Now I missed being on the radio. We have, we have a lot of fun on the radio, and I and I was jealous of all my guest hosts that were on last week. They got to enjoy you guys as an audience instead of us. But that's why we're back today. And they had great guests. Oh with them. man, so we had some it's a wonderful lineup. So, so thanks to Ross Harrop with C12, Brian Zoss with the Navigators, David Johnson with Grow the Dream. He took a couple of days, and Todd Hopkins last night with Office Pride commercial office cleaning thanks to all of you guest hosts for the last five days we did a replay on memorial day of our number one downloaded show this year and that was my interview with brandon pratt with pizza ranch back in january that show's been downloaded almost a thousand times his testimony uh, of how he and his uh, pizza ranches are making an impact up there in iowa it's pretty cool and to just top that off um He's become kind of a political drop-in spot for many candidates now as they're Oh, right, because he's in that. Iowa, so the, on yes. the Iowa the trail, he's yeah. had he had uh, he's had several candidates come in. Several people stop in and um it's they've talked about what they're going to eat and you know what they're going to do while they're there, but it's been really neat for him to be able to be that place that they come in and uh, get some notoriety. Yeah, I think that was incredible, absolutely incredible. And then we also got today our uh, audience statistics for people that were that are out checking out our website and downloading our podcast. Oh, we did. I yes, we heard did. This, so I'm excited. Our podcast downloads in May. 584 podcasts on iTunes. Now, that's not our, our archives off the WTIS website. They're almost almost 3,000 every month. But this this time, this month, the month of May, Vietnam, Belize, Canada, A, <laughs> Iraq, Italy, the Philippines, Saudi Arabia, and Tajikistan. Wow. Uh, those all were in the top 10. And then the downloads on our website, the people checking our website, Russia, Germany, Ukraine, China, and Japan, and of course the United States, all in the top five, that'd be six, top six. So we got people listening all over the world. I'm, I'm just hoping that we're encouraging everyone out there to look at your workplace like you've never looked at it before. Yeah, because this isn't really, this message, I mean, that truly just goes to show that this message isn't just for Americans. Um, we are all called to be Christ no matter where we are put in this uh, in our work environment. And so no matter where people are working all around the world, we can't even comprehend what people are doing on the other side of the world, but how exciting that maybe they're being encouraged as well. Well, right now they're sleeping. Okay. Well, <laughs> when they download it and listen to it, they'll be awake. Convenience. <laughs> so I'd like to thank you for listening while you're sleeping, because in China they're sleeping. Well, it's five o'clock in the morning. Yes. Tomorrow. That's just weird. <laughs> okay, so we're, today we're talking about lifestyle because the, our, the way we handle lifestyle really impacts everything about us. And so I, I grabbed a verse from Colossians. I grabbed about five verses from Colossians. Colossians 3, 5 through 10. 
So Paul's writing to the church at Colossae, or yeah, I think that's how it's pronounced, and he's being very specific with them. In fact, I read this again in my devotions today. So put to death, he's talking to Christ followers in, in, in the city. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. I love that word, lurking. And this is from the New Living Translation, lurking within you. When they're lurking, those aren't good things. The things that are abiding in you, those are good things. The things lurking within you, those are the things he's not liking. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. It's pretty blunt. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old nature and all of its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature. Just like it talks about in Romans 12.2 that I read every day in the show. And be renewed, just like it says in Romans 12.2. Be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Our behavior needs to reflect these things. And it goes on to talk in the next verses about how love and unity should be depicted by our lives. Hmm. And that's where the power comes in. It's the, the Our lives should look differently. We are the life of the Christ follower in suburban America, in inner city America, in rural America should look different than those people next to them who are not Christ followers. Because Jesus says you're either for me or you're against me. So if you're for me, you should look like me. Your behavior should be being transformed to be like me. And if you're not like me, if you're not for me, then you're against me. And nobody in their right mind should expect somebody who's against Christ Act like them. That's a very profound statement. But, but a we, lot of times, lot of people times, struggle with that. Yes, we do. They really. St- I mean, a lot of people go down the street and they're they're like wondering why they just got cut off at that light. Well, maybe that person's not a Christ follower. I mean, literally, while we were on vacation, we had near death experiences right here in Pinellas County, Florida, <laughs> at least a dozen times. One time, seriously, I think somebody was aiming for me, but that's okay. I, I don't care. I, I I love everybody, and I'm glad that I don't have. No, I, I've really gotten better. But I'm, I'm not, am I ready to put the I work for him sign on the side of my car? Martha said I was pointing at somebody on our way here today. <laughs> Don't point at people. Well, they cut us off, and you said, you said, "Don't you know you shouldn't have gone?" They ran and a I'm red like, light. I'm like, "Don't point your finger at them." It was his pointer finger. It was my pointer finger, to be <laughs> but specific. Was, but you know, people know that you're talking about. All right, so, so you know, we had this incredible staycation, which we've never ever done before, because we've never been able to find peace at home before. And I don't know. That's not. That's not, we're not saying anything against you, kids. We love you all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's kind of funny because I had a customer who's from out of town and trying to order something, and and uh, she was said that she would get back to me after my vacation, and she said, "By the way, where do people from Florida go on vacation? Yeah, why the heck would you leave here? The weather's perfect." <laughs> and uh, so then I, of course, proceeded to tell her this morning in an email back. Um, we stay in Florida when we're not visiting family. I said, when we're not visiting family, we stay in Florida and are here. And most of the time, the family comes to visit us here anyway. Yes, which we're very thankful for. Yes, we are. And now we have a guest room that's all set up for us. Yes, we do. Rent is strict only 150 bucks a night, family, if you're listening tonight. Okay. Quite a deal. Yes, it is quite a deal. And that does not include food or water. That's extra. Okay. So today we're talking about lifestyle and how the choice of our lifestyle impacts our marriage. Mm -hmm. And the choices we make within our lifestyle impacts our marriage. Let's let's talk about let's give some examples of lifestyle choices. 
because I think people need to understand why we're talking about lifestyle on the I Work For Him show. I mean, because it really does impact everything about us. It does. Um, what do you think? What I think about is the fact that um, really it's amazing and cool how this corresponds with workplace because your work, your income, and how you choose to live your life are all very interdependent upon each other and mostly dependent upon your level of contentment. So, say. So, you're saying lifestyle is related to contentment? It, is that what you mean? It can be. Okay. It can be. Maybe it should be, is maybe what it should be. But um, I was thinking about the fact that lifestyle for a lot of people is a level of um, luxury. That's how they measure it. You know, the size of the house, how much they do, where they go on vacations, things like that. But the reality is, is if you, number one, don't have a job that supports the lifestyle that you've chosen, you're choosing a lifestyle of debt to live a certain way and um, the other opposite side of that is living in a life of contentment within the income that you are um, in in the workplace so if you make an X level of income being content to live a lifestyle within that creates a below that below that so you can actually save some money so when you're old you actually have money to pay for your medical insurance and other and other things sorted things that you may need but you know i mean it's all interrelated so it's just a very interesting thing to think about because a lot of the world looks at um, a lifestyle that is defined without being talked about by debt well the lifestyles of the rich and famous tune in tonight to see how the rich and famous are living it's amazing they've got condos on the beach You know what? And and that's not even an... And what was that guy's name? Do you remember that guy's name? The lifestyles of the rich and famous. You have to type that up for me, Ivan. There I mean, it's just go. an incredible thing. I mean, and now, that's, that's, now that's not even that incredible. No, because, because everybody drives a Ferrari now. It's like a lot of people live in very expensive homes and they live extravagant lifestyles. And Richard well, Leach from Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. He had All a right, great so, accent. So I, he did have a great accent. The right, and, and I don't know where he's from, though. But anyway... but. Lifestyle choices, like the cars that you drive, the clothes that you wear, the people that you hang out with, um, the house that you live in, those are all lifestyle choices. It's also the activities that you're involved in, the people that you hang out with. Did I say that already? I might have. Uh, So those are all lifestyle choices. Even the grade of beef that you choose to buy. the Nothing but grade A ribeye right here. (laughs) Got to wait for it to be on sale. But see, there you go. Because that's what the lifestyles and rich and famous, they like ribeye. (laughs) I don't do accents very often on the show, but I do enjoy a good accent. Rescue (laughs) me. Rescue me. We had 10 days of vacation. Can you tell? It was awesome. I recommend everybody to take... And really, that was really just a, a Saturday to a Sunday. We worked yesterday. We just didn't go on the air. Uh, but ten, that was good. That was very good vacation mm-hmm. time. And and we only traveled like 600 miles. Did One day to Jacksonville was 500. <laughs> oh, and then the okay. other to shopping. Ikea, <laughs> Ikea shopping. twice. <laughs> okay. So, you know, choices that impact our lifestyle and our spiritual life. Because our how we spend our mm-hmm. time, our money on things also impacts not only our work life, our home life, but also our spiritual life. How is that possible? What what do you think, Martha? Why do you think it impacts our spiritual life too? Well, many ways it impacts your spiritual life is thinking about the fact that certain activities that you decide to be involved in may keep you 
busy on a Sunday where you should be worshiping with fellow believers for that time of fellowship and koinonia and teaching that a church provides, as well as um, other times when you may have to make choices between um, helping somebody in need and showing them the love of Christ that way or being too busy with something else that you've chosen in I'm your life. I'm thinking working a second job to pay for your extra bills because you have a boat in the driveway that you never can use because you got to have a second job you're to so pay busy for it. With a second job. No, because you had to get the second job in order to pay for yeah. it. Robin Leach. It's Robin Leach. That's what I thought. I can't believe you screwed that up. He's from Harrow, <laughs> England. Oh. Right. Wow, we are learning so much today. Well, Robin Leach with Lifestyles that are rich and f- I've lost it. It's not as good as anymore. Okay, all right. There's uh, our boy when you need him. That's right. He could call in and do that. Joshua accent. has Robin great Leach. Okay. So when we come back, I really want to talk about how these choices that we make, how they really specifically impact our home life, our work life, and our spiritual life, because they they drive it. One of the things that you and I learned, not early on in our marriage, but after 13 years of marriage, we went through Crown Ministries, Mm -hmm. Crown Financial uh, Ministries, and the whole study is all about learning the biblical principles of of finance and about all of the that the Bible has to say about money and possessions. And Philippians 4, 11 through 13 became my life verse after that. And so when we come back, I want to share how that made a difference. All right. Because it it's huge. We're just trying to share transparently how God's worked in our lives. And this is one of those topics, lifestyle, that we really had to make some very specific choices on. Yes. So you promised everybody you were going to talk about your life first. Yes, we were. But first, the theme of the lifestyles of the rich and famous. That's right. It's Robin Leach with the right lifestyles that are rich and famous. Okay, okay, okay. This All right. Was fun. That was very, very good. I'd forgotten about the music. I just like his. Now, if you could get his voice, that would be even better. Okay, so Martha and I had the opportunity to go through Crown Financial Ministries back in 1999. Yes, there's some people listening today that weren't even born then. Sorry. Okay, we're old, I guess. We were only 33 then. So we, we went through this course, and it really it shifted our paradigm permanently in our marriage. Because all of a sudden we understood that God wasn't just interested in us tithing. He was interested in us looking at money and possessions the way he looked at them. Mm-hmm. And we had an improper perspective on a lot of things. And so I went to, memor- we, we had to memorize 10 verses for the 10 weeks of the class. And I adopted, I never had a life verse before this time. And nothing ever really resonated with me. And people, Martha's had a life, what's your life verse, honey? Ephesians 4.29. Which says, Let no unwholesome words proceed from your mouth, but only such words as is, as are good for edification, according to the need of the moment, that it may give grace to those who hear. Yes, and she lives that. I mean, Martha doesn't ever say anything, <laughs> anything bad out of her mouth. I have so much to learn from my wife. I'm so grateful for her example, but she lives that. And so, we got we heard this verse. I, I, I'd heard a lot. You know, those of you that are Tim Tebow fans, he had Philippians 4.13 under his eye eyeballs in almost every football game. But that's the end of these verses. Philippians 4, 11 through 13 says, I've, Paul writes to the, the church of Philippi, I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances that I am. I've learned to get along in humble means. I've learned to get along in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry. I can do all things, no, both in abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. 
And it was all about he had to learn to be content. And in this country, not in a lot of countries across the world, but in this country, we have to learn to be content. It's so easy to get caught up in the quote unquote, keeping up with the Joneses. And, and that, and guess what? The Joneses are a mess. Don't try to keep up with people in a mess. One of the jokes in Crown Ministries is that you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Guess what? They're in just as much debt as you are. Only, you know, you just don't know that because you don't talk about things like that. So when we come back after the bottom of the half hour, we're going to talk very specifically about how we can deal with these issues. But right now, it's time for a book highlight segment brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. And the book is Halftime. As Martha and I spent time relaxing and, and gaining good perspective, each and every one of you out there, 30 to 55, need to get a copy of this book, Halftime, maybe 30 to 60. If you're a Christ follower and you haven't read this book, you need to get a copy. I know i got all kinds of listeners and never call in for a book, this is one you got to read. It talks about instead of chasing a life of success, which leaves you empty, pursuing a life of significance, even if that's the same workplace. It's an amazing book. Why should they get that book? Well, I I think I said it a couple weeks ago when we were talking about it. Remember, the reason that it was um, titled Halftime is it it goes along with the idea of a football game. And at the halftime, they reevaluate how they've been playing and what they're going to do to adjust the game to finish it well and to win. And basically, the, the book just really helps to clarify some of the things that God's really called us to do. And it's not all about just how much you can accumulate, but rather the um, significance of what you do with your life. And it doesn't have to do with you switching jobs. No, no, it all has to, most of it has to do with just a change of heart. A shift in your paradigm. That's right. So if you want to get a copy of Halftime, if you haven't called and gotten a copy yet, you need to get a copy of this. If you're between 30 and 60 and you're a Christ follower and you're listening to the show, you need to get one. Call in right now, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. And I didn't get to say it earlier, but you got to read the book. They're not coming out with a movie. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about lifestyle today and how it impacts our work life, our home life, and our spiritual life. Choices that we make. And a lot of people don't think about that. They think, well, I... I, you know, a lot of kids when they get when they get married, they're young. They get married, they automatically assume their lifestyle should match that of their parents. Mm-hmm. But they forgot that their parents took thirty years to get to that point, mm-hmm. and and so they make a lot of choices. They they get loans on cars, they buy big houses, they have a lot of money on credit cards. They, the, everything about their lifestyle tries to match that of their parents. Yet they're making not the money that they had before, or they still got big school loans. They're trying to keep up with that. Right, right. So there's a lot of things that affect that. I was just thinking about that and the fact that here's some of the stuff that I've been reading about our society today is the fact that, okay, our parents' generation did. They they lived in the same house for 30 years. They paid it off. They gradually got the furniture that filled the home. You know, they grew into the home. We, they held jobs for 30 years. They did. They, and, and they didn't, they weren't always looking to, how can I get a more higher paying job so that I can buy a bigger house, so that I can get more things. There was a level of, this is what I make and this is the life I'm going to live within. And then our generation's mentality was to match what our parents had what we see them having when we get married is what we think we should have when we get married, not the 30-year wait of of earning those things and paying for those things in cash. And then there's our kids' generation who they're saying is rejecting all of the stuff and living very simply because they see our generation going, okay, I'm ready to get rid of this big furniture and the kids don't want it because it's not about the big 
stuff for them because they've seen this cycle. So it's just very interesting when you look at it all, how we all have our own ideas of what lifestyle really is. And But the, the important thing that we're trying to talk about is the fact that we need to have God's perspective and not society's perspective on what we're supposed to have or do or be or earn or spend. Right. Everybody's always picking on the Joneses, and, and that's just a, a common phrase, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. But, you know, we've got to choose a lifestyle that has been given to us. And we've had many guests, I believe Ann Bradley came on the show and, and talked mm. from the, the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics about how we've been disproportionately, not everybody's assigned to be wealthy. Right. There are some assigned to be poor and some assigned. I mean, we, we've got different levels of ability to earn an income. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a million dollar a year guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I should be. No. <laughs> but if I if I made a million dollars a year when I was 30, we'd have blown it. If I made a million dollars a year today, we'd give away 900,000 of it probably. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a different perspective. So finishing up the story, when we went to Crown Ministries, we had we were we were living in an expensive home in an expensive neighborhood. Uh, I, we had a, a passion for sports cars, and we lived in Minnesota, so that was only practical half the three months of the year. Yeah, and so we had to have four-wheel drive vehicle. We always had a minivan, and so we had multiple cars, expensive houses, and, and then we took this course. And, all this, and, and I remember saying to my friend, my friend Greg Bast, who made us take this class, <laughs> I remember saying, I already know everything the Bible has to say about money. And at the end of the class, I remember going, wow, huh, I didn't realize the Bible had that much to say about it. And it really was just understanding God's perspective and understanding what idolatry really meant, how holding up some of those things really impacted us. But let's give some examples, some practical examples of how choosing your lifestyle impacts your home life, your work life, and your spiritual life. I'll start off with the home life one. When you choose a lifestyle that is way beyond your means, you have got two choices. Do you go into a lot of debt? Or you have to work multiple jobs or work extra hours in order to fulfill those things. In other words, you see in Florida here, we see a lot of people with incredible houses on the water mm-hmm. that have a boat on the dock mm-hmm. or whatever, boat lift, excuse me, next to the dock. Incredible houses with, with uh, playground, or not playground, jungle gyms in the backyard. And you never see anybody out there using them. Why? Because they're always working to pay for the house, the property taxes, the insurance, the boat maintenance. I mean, it's... They, they've chosen a lifestyle that has impacted their home. They're never home. I mean, I, I remember many conversations, Martha and I did youth ministry for 20 years, of kids that said, you know what, I'd rather live in a smaller house so I can see my dad. He's always working. He's always traveling. You know, the, the traveling jobs always pay the best, but they destroy your family the fastest. So how does lifestyle impact your work life? Um, well, I think very much in the same way, if you choose a lifestyle beyond the means of your regular income, having to figure out what that next income is going to be to help pay those bills. Or where it's going to come from. Or where it's going to come from. And um, and that ultimately affects the efficiency of the job that you have. A lot of times, you know, and what I've noticed here in working with Christian business owners, and that's what I do during the day when I'm not on the air, and, I'll, and a lot of them have, you know, they have people coming on in entry-level jobs and these these kids coming out of school maybe they've got a degree and they want to make fifty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. why do you want to make fifty thousand dollars a year you don't have any you don't have any skills well because i got debt to pay and i got a car payment and i want to live in this apartment so they they they're discontent with their pay 
starting at the ground level because they've got so much debt. That's why it was so important to us to get our kids through college without any debt mm-hmm. because debt is so destructive. It's a, it's a slavery of a of a thing. So you you may have a great job that pays exactly what it's worth, but because of your choices in the lifestyle, it makes you all of a sudden discontent with your pay and discontent because of your your discontent with your life because you're comparing against other people who make more money. And you may have to start working two jobs to support your lifestyle. Right. Rather than cutting back so that you can enjoy the job you have and the things and the family that you've been given. Yeah. Dave Ramsey says it every day. Okay. You're calling in. You got $150,000 debt. What you should do? Well, start with getting rid of your cars that you got car payments on. Buy junkers. Live like nobody else. So in the future, you can live like nobody else. Doesn't Is that what he says? Something like that? Sounds good. It was good. We're going to have Chris Brown, the new, uh, what, what's his new show going to be called? Do you remember? He's, he's a Dave Ramsey guy. He's got a, a biblical perspective Dave Ramsey show coming on. We've got him coming on later this month. Mm-hmm. All right. But we're talking about lifestyle. And so by choosing a lifestyle that's beyond what you can support with your pay or your wife can pay. In other words, there's a lot of young couples that would love to live ideally and have the, the wife raise the children at home. It's the best and most incredible thing you can do. Mm-hmm. But if you have a big house payment, two car payments, college debt, all that kind of stuff, you can't do it. Yeah. Again, and a lot of people feel like they don't have a choice, but that's the beauty of especially America is that we do have a choice. We have a lot of choices and we just need to decide what our conviction is and live within those means and live within that lifestyle and enjoy it. Yeah, if you want to if you want to raise a family and raise it yourself and live conservatively so your wife can actually be home with the kids, which is the most incredible opportunity for any family and it's the best for your children. You can't live in L.A. You can't live in New York City unless you're making a billion dollars a year. I mean, you have to make choices of where you live. Even this county, the county where Martha and I live, very hard for a wife to stay home with her kids because it's expensive to live here. And we don't live in Miami. We live in Pinellas County with ridiculous roads and traffic and you know, 20 million visitors a year. And a beautiful Gulf Coast. Oh, we do have a beautiful Gulf Coast. <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so, but, the, you know, you also end up, a lot of people, because they've got these lifestyle choices, they end up working on Sunday to pay these extra debts, and all of a sudden it starts impacting their spiritual life. Because they're upset. You know, money creates, lack of money, because your lifestyle is so demanding, creates stress, mm-hmm. which starts to impact your spiritual life. You start blaming God when, in fact, those were your choices. But then it starts to impact you having the ability to hang out with people that will encourage you in your faith. Stop going to church where you're, you know, churches where you get fed every week, where you get reminded why you're a Christ follower every week. And people start making choices that impact that. Some have to work extra or some because of the lifestyle they've chosen. They say, well, I don't really need church. My friends don't go to church, so I'm not going to go to church. Yeah. Or they or they say that it's their only day off, so they're going to spend it differently. And again, it's a choice that's being made. And it's not the legalistic part of being involved in church. It's the um, the whole purpose of church, the whole fellowship and the um, getting fed by someone who um, may know more about the scriptures than we do and feeding into us. So. Mm. All right. So I totally agree. You told me not to do that mm, thing because that was an agreement. Mm, but I was I, I totally agree. <laughs> (laughs) Let's go over some of the some of the statements on the survey that 
couples going through daretobedifferent.com marriage mentoring actually go through answer we agree or disagree as part of identifying areas of conflict within their marriage that's what they do and by the way there's only one church in Tampa Bay using this marriage mentoring method and every church in Tampa Bay should have this marriage mentoring method if you go to a church and there's not a marriage mentoring program please contact us just either go on our website iworkforhim.com or send us an email martha at iworkforhim.com jim at iworkforhim.com for him.com and say, hey, what's that marriage mentoring program? Would you talk to my pastor about it? Because it's incredible. It's in over 3,000 churches across America, but only one in Tampa Bay. And that's First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks, which is how we know about it because we go there. And we've been marriage mentors now for many, 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 many years. I said that a lot, didn't I? You did. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. So some of the statements where we identify conflict uh, within lifestyle choices. As a husband and wife answering these things, I feel my partner spends too much time at work. Hmm. What does that mean? You can allowed to say mm, if I can't say. Mm. <laughs> that's a that's a. What I love about these questions in the survey that is taken before they start to um, talk about their different areas of conflict is the fact that so many of these are things that you're afraid to talk about or you've just never sat down as a husband and wife and said, hey, let's talk about these things. I really want to talk about how much time you spend at work. I mean, that's not not something a lot of people talk about. So this this really opens the door to have that discussion and say, you know what? I feel like you spend too much time at work. And so it gives you an opportunity to talk. I have a radio show that doesn't get done till (laughs) 6 o'clock. All right, but asking that question, why do you work so much? You either work so much because you got bills to pay, so you got to work extra hours. You work so much because you're addicted to working. Or you work so much because you got conflict at home, so you don't want to come home. Or you work so much because there's an inappropriate relationship at work. There's a lot of reasons why you could be working so or much. Unreasonable expectations at work that you're trying to fulfill. Right. If you're paid for 40 hours and you're working 60, there's something wrong. And you've got the choice to make. Are you going to continue to live in with unreasonable expectations or find a different job? Yeah. Those are all choices we have to make. But you need to talk about them with your spouse. All right. Another one. Uh, we have discussed and agree on our future goals. This is a powerful one because a lot of people live day to day and they just don't even think about the future. Have we ever met with a um, a couple that had goals that they had talked about? Hmm. That they had sat down and agreed on future goals? I think that we've met with some that had some future short-term goals, especially when it, we're talking pre-marriage, because, of course, they have the goal of getting married and maybe paying off some college loans and a few things like that. But for the most part, it is very unusual for a, a couple to have really sat down, unless there's an accountant in the couple. Right, that's right. <laughs> then they usually well, have some future goals. And that's what Crown Financial Ministries did for us. And I keep plugging them because, listen, crown.org, it, it's incredible. It, it is that that changed our marriage because we set up that goal after getting out of there. We realized how our debt had become a major problem in our lives and we needed to get rid of that mm-hmm. debt. And so we just said, Lord, we want to be debt free so that when you, and we realized that with the debt, if the Lord asked us to go into ministry, we'd have no choice but to say no because our debt wouldn't allow us to be supported by a ministry type salary. And so we said, Lord, we want to get debt free so that when you ask us to do something, we have no reason to say no, we can't do it. Right. And and I think a good thing to to point out just for the sake of people listening is the fact that as far as the world is concerned, we were not in an excessive amount of debt. 
the world, it's very acceptable. It's very acceptable to have a second mortgage or to have a car loan or two. We didn't even have student loans. So, you know, for us, in the world's eyes, they're like, you're fine. You just, you know, got this debt from starting a new business and have building the house and whatever. But we knew that it was stretching us beyond way beyond where God wanted us to be stretched. Absolutely. Because we're talking today about lifestyle as part of the Dare to Be Different marriage mentoring program that every church in Tampa Bay should have in their church. Why do I say that? Because every church should be building up marriages. Because strong marriages build strong families. Strong families build strong churches. Strong churches can change the world. But right now, but right now, we're not building up marriages fast enough. We're supposed to be building marriages up. So we got to do it faster. And this is, way to, this is the way to involve lay people within your organization, within your church organization, to mentor two-on-two. And so today we're talking about lifestyle. Can I just say something? Uh-huh. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad you're going to let me. Well, I just always laugh because you always say, you should do this. You should do this. The reason that we feel so passionately about this and we tell people that they should do it is because we believe in it so much. And we've seen the power of this process and and Christ working through people's marriages to make them stronger. And so much like when you tell your kids there's something they should do and that makes them not want to do it or vice versa. Well, our listeners are like that. They're looking for good advice from us. Oh, no, I know. So I'm sure just because we tell them you should do it, they would actually want to do it. Of course they would. So check out daretobedifferent.com and no, this is not a paid advertisement. We just really believe in this. We do. I mean, they're in 3,000 churches across America. They need to be in 30,000 churches across America. It should be in every church. I don't know how many churches there are in America. I wonder. Ivan, how many churches are there in America? i Google that. Okay. All right. So a couple other survey questions that couples that we deal with have struggled a little bit with. Mm. Um, so we agree on how to balance work and family. I wonder if anybody completely ever agrees on that. <laughs> That's a tough one. I think if our kids were asked that question, that we agreed on the balance between work and family, our kids would say, I think you've struggled with that. Well, and we may have I think agreed, we have struggled with that. I, we may have agreed on it, but being able to actually live it out daily in the balance that we agree on is difficult. Because of the pressures, of the projects, of the whatever's happening in our lives. Um, but again, those are all just justifications. So the bottom line here is really, do we agree on how we want to balance work and home? And again, it's opening up that conversation. It's really having a conversation. Imagine yes. that. Yes. Sarcasm alert, sarcasm alert. Huh. Imagine this. Eliminating <laughs> conflict in your marriage by having a conversation. <laughs> this is the well-rested Jim Brangenberg speaking. <laughs> well, I had a little Mountain Dew for lunch. So, oh, But, but seriously, seriously, we are amazed at how many couples come before us and they don't pray together, and they don't talk together. They don't talk about stuff. And this is stuff that really struggle, marriages really struggle with. How you spend your money, who you hang out with, and it, it just talking. Just and how much time you spend at work. Yeah, work, um, and home responsibilities. That's another one that we agree on day-to-day responsibilities we each have in this relationship. Yes. Just and that takes a talk. lot of trial and error. And and really, again, having the conversation about it, going, you know. But I agreed to vacuuming right from the start. Uh, I'm not sure about from the start. Really? Yeah, but that's okay. I love to vacuum. But you hate to dust. I do. <laughs> I really do. And now that we're empty nesters, I'm going to have to take that role 
back. No, why can't so. if Sarah wants to come use our washer and dryer, why can't we make her dust while she's doing it? She's using our electricity, our water, our detergent. Hey, Sarah, if you're listening, I got news for you. Bring you the know. dust rag next time you can't want to do but laundry. We actually took this to the to the level of of charting out those responsibilities with us and our kids, and we all had an equal part in that. Not just here, what are all the jobs for the kids? But that's what right. Is Jim going to do? What is Mom going to do? You know, all of that. So, but communication really solves almost every problem in a marriage if you just openly communicate with people how you're feeling but understand that these choices these lifestyle choices impact your home life your work life and your spiritual life because if you have made so many choices to buy so many things and you have spent all this money then um you need to you need to just, I'm sorry, I need to concentrate. I get people texting me. I can't, can't concentrate. I can't do two things at once. Yes, you can. I can't do it. But <laughs> our lifestyle choices, if, if we spend so much time and money on buying things and using things, we lose track of what life's really all about. Keep in mind, everything you spend money on, where you live, what you drive, all of that ends up... In the dump. In a dump someday. Mm-hmm. If, if this world lasts long enough, everything about your life will end up in a dump somewhere. It'd be so amazing. therefore, choose so, wisely. Yeah, don't waste all your time and money. The things that go on with us are our relationships, the impact that we make on other people's lives in Christ. That's the stuff that we need to we need to leave. So choose your lifestyle wisely. And if your lifestyle is causing you stress, take time tonight over the dinner table or before you go to bed and talk with your spouse and say, "Hey, we've made some choices that have made it difficult. Let's." And we've had great examples. Both of our parents really chose very, very wisely. Mm -hmm. Ivan says we're running out of time. All right. We better wrap it up. All right. So if you want to know more about the marriage mentoring program we're talking about, daretobedifferent.com, daretobedifferent.com. All right, so we, we, we've come to the end of the show, we, but we need to talk about the I Work For Him Nation. We're about ready to roll out, Dave Johnson, I hope you're listening, we're about ready to roll out the I Work For Him Nation flag on our website. We're looking for people to make a commitment to be a light for Christ in their workplace by praying with people, by befriending the people that they work with, by praying for them specifically, your coworkers and employees, and then looking for an opportunity to pray with them. Pray for them, pray with them, but be an excellent example of a hard worker, a, a, a trustworthy worker, the best example of a worker in your position, in your job, all at the same time. We want you to join the I Work For Him Nation. Go on our website, iworkforhim.com, and click on Contact Us. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.